behind the crown gown and makeup, incredible women are working to change the world through service, style, success, and scholarship. Join me, Madeline Fisher, as I sit down with title holders within the Miss America organization to share just how outstanding these young women really are. It's the Four Points Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Four Points Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Miss America organization and its title holders. Today, I am joined by Miss Collegiate Indy, Lacey Freeman. Hi. Hi, Lacey. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, I'm doing so good. I'm lucky I didn't have to sit in traffic like you to get here. Yeah, it was a little rough, a little backed up. True, true. Got to listen to some good music, though. Okay, so, I okay. mean, that's always a good thing. Indianapolis moment. I mean, we are meeting. It's like six o'clock prime prime rush time but mm-hmm. so i haven't seen you well i saw you not too long ago but like actually like sat down and talked to you since you got crowned which was so exciting so tell me a little about yourself how have you been um since you got crowned uh i've been feels like i've just been doing a lot yeah <laughs> that's the only way i know how to describe it um kind of hit the ground running with you know pageant prep and everything uh, we had the holiday season, obviously, so kind of getting everything together then, and then also been busy with iCheer at IEPY, so we had a lot of tournament games and everything, and yeah, then... did your women's team, like, win the tournament or something? So, yeah, we won our uh, Horizon League tournament, yes. so our c- conference, and then they uh, moved on to... They played in Oklahoma for um, the first round of the women's tournament unfortunately they lost so <laughs> it's okay uh, I mean they did amazing so mm-hmm. it was just a cool opportunity to be able to travel with the team as well so it's kind of been crazy <laughs> yeah I know um so you started as like a fair queen in Indiana what kind of intrigues you to compete in the Miss America organization so I had friends that competed in the Miss America organization and a big aspect of it for me was being able to showcase my talent yeah. and uh so obviously cheerleading has been a big part of my life and I also danced while I was in high school and being able to kind of combine you know my love of pageantry with being able to showcase my talent and obviously the scholarship money I'm wanting to go to medical school so that's <laughs> a pretty penny so yes. any sort of you know financial uh sort of thing that I can get for, you know, showcasing my abilities is definitely amazing. Yeah. So what fair queen were you before you came to Miss Indiana? How many years were you part of that kind of circuit? So I first started in pageantry when I was 14. I did my county fair queen uh, princess contest. Mm -hmm. And so I was first runner up the first year that I did that. And I had an amazing experience. So I came back the next year, kind of more prepared. And then I won the uh, Fair Princess, so that was a great opportunity, especially as a 15-year-old, kind of getting out there and getting to, you know, get to know everybody in my community, Um, especially because uh, growing up, 4-H was a big part of my life and a part Mm -hmm. of my family's lives, so being able to give back to the community that kind of shaped me was amazing, and then I did, let's see, my... Senior year, I did Miss Indiana Teen USA, Mm -hmm. and that one was kind of just on a whim. I was not old enough to do the queen contest yet, Mm -hmm. so I kind of just, like, wanted to step out of my comfort zone, and I didn't really know a lot about the Miss America organization yet, and so I did that, and it was amazing. I got top 12 in Miss Congeniality, so especially for my first time competing in such a caliber competition like that, it was crazy, and so then I kind of branched out, realized the USA organization was fun, but it wasn't really my fit yet. Mm-hmm. And so I 
this past summer, I actually did my, I was old enough to do my queen contest for my county fair, Mm -hmm. and I got second runner-up, and it was an amazing opportunity. But again, I kind of was still looking for my fit, Mm -hmm. and so I had friends that were like, you should try the Miss America organization. Like, there's, you know, Collegiate Mm -hmm. Indy is a title that literally, you know, represents our area, and I would be able to represent my university. So I would whipped together my talent and my paperwork and was like all right here we go I'll just try this and then you literally won (laughs) oh my gosh that was such a fun day because um so to be able to hold a local you have to have four girls competing and we had four and then someone wasn't able to come the day of so it was just you me and our dear friend Catherine Selmer competing at this pageant and I think it was like the realization of the three of us just like hanging out during the day goofing off it's like oh my gosh like one of us is gonna win how funny is that it literally didn't even feel like a pageant to no. be honest it literally just felt like we were just doing a big dress rehearsal because backstage <laughs> we were just goofing like yes. it was so it was so much fun and you guys made me feel so comfortable too because you know I was kind of nervous like going into other pageants like there's always like the competition aspect mm-hmm. of it that you kind of get nervous with other girls but then like with you guys I was like able to be myself and I think it really made the day like fly by as mm-hmm. well yeah I, that was my second pageant um in Miss America because I also star Miss America this year and Catherine I think had done like she'd only competed I think at Harvest a couple times because like we were talking about that's kind of where we're from um but she's still relatively new so the three of us were just like going for it. <laughs> and it and it was really fun and I mean obviously you're such a good representative of your university obviously we'll talk a little bit about um your experience with your university and obviously your sorority and all of that stuff Um, but we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back we're going to start talking about style and service welcome back to the four points podcast i am joined today by miss collegiate indy lacey freeman hello and we are going to start talking about the points of the crown and we're going to start with style which i think is the most fun one because it kind of shows how everyone is unique um so the first thing that i like to talk about with everybody is the misconceptions about how pageant girls are supposed to look and kind of how the most expensive dress wins and can you break that down for me and also kind of give your input on that i guess stigma I think that as long as I've been in pageantry, there's always been that sort of, like like you said, like the best, you know, the most expensive dress wins. It's always like the girl with blonde hair, blue eyes. And I know that I can't talk because I have blonde <laughs> hair and blue eyes. But at the same time, like I'm not this like, you know, model-esque, you know, Southern Belle mm-hmm. sort of dealio that I feel like everyone kind of thinks of whenever they think of pageants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's a big reason why I went into the Miss America organization because you have people of all shapes and sizes, personalities, talents. Everyone has, you know, the different things that they're good at. And I really, you know, applaud our organization for kind of going out of the way to try to break down that stereotype because, I mean, it just makes girls want to be more involved the younger that they are and especially you know the scholarship aspect as well Mm -hmm. like you know if you're able to see people that look like you you're more inclined to want to you know be involved so yeah so you've worn a lot of dresses obviously across your time competing in Monroe County and then obviously starting in the Miss America organization so do you have a favorite dress that you've worn and if so go ahead and describe it or just talk about some other ones that you really enjoy wearing so for my Indiana Teen USA dress and when I ran for Miss Monroe County as well I I wore the same dress Mm -hmm. it was like a kind of like a 
pink sparkly sort of ball gown and it was very shimmery like a lot of glitter made me feel like I had my princess moment (laughs) and it was amazing Uh, but I also have to give a nod to the dress that I wore for collegiate indie Mm -hmm. because gorgeous (laughs) thank you Um, it was a blue more fitted style dress and it had a corset back and had a little bit of a train and it went down to my feet and it was kind of you know, the dress that made me feel like a woman, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, it made me feel grown up. I felt, you know, it was it was more than just cute. Like, I felt overall, like, beautiful. So oh. it's it's one of my favorites, too. Yes, it looks, it looks really good. And we're talking about these dresses, but if you go to my website and go to the Artifacts tab, you'll be able to see all these gorgeous gowns we talk about and also Miss Lacey's talent. So... Describe your talent to everyone who doesn't know what it is. So my talent is uh, acrobatic dance. So it's a little bit of dance with some tumbling and some gymnastics elements mixed in because I do have more of a gymnastics background. And so it kind of incorporates like my love for dance and gymnastics. Oh, yes. So have you figured out our routine for Miss Indiana? Uh, Yes, it's still in the works a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, I'm still cleaning it and kind of making sure that it's perfect because yeah. I, I'm a perfectionist and you know okay. there's there's a conditioning aspect as well because you know once you get kind of amped up and you have the adrenaline running I want to make sure that you know it's just muscle memory at that point and that I won't have any nerves or anything when I get on that Miss Indiana stage. Yeah absolutely so how does your talent of doing that acro dance kind of fit into like your style just as Lacey Freeman? So I love a more like jazzy kind of like funky dance and everything. And I'm really into, uh, so for Collegiate Indie, I did um, a Whitney Houston song. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, very like sassy, sassy jazz. And I think that that kind of encompasses my style as well. Like, I feel like I have, you know, like more of sassy kind of, (laughs) you know, take like, uh, you know, go out of my comfort zone a little bit and try, you know, different colors and styles and everything. And I definitely took that with me when I went uh, dress shopping for Miss Indiana. Like I had no expectations for what my dress wanted to be. I literally was like, I'm just, you know, whatever color, whatever style that seems, you know, like this is the one I'm just going to take it and run. Like I had no expectations. Oh, so you're really excited for this Miss Indiana dress. I know you can't say what it is, but like, (laughs) How good scale one to ten? It's definitely a color that I wouldn't have seen myself in, um, like going into you know Mm -hmm. Miss Indiana. But I think that it really, like I said, like it encompasses you know going like kind of stepping away from the like the teen aspect and Mm -hmm. more like into you know like the Miss. Like this is what I am. This is who who I am and what Mm -hmm. I'm representing, so. No, you have really good taste, Lexi. I have known you for a really long time, but (laughs) even at, like, Collegiate Indie, like, your taste in music, just, like, your taste for life, very good. So I I have high (laughs) hopes. I better be impressed. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Hopefully, hopefully. Fingers (laughs) crossed. (laughs) So let's start talking about service. So whenever you told us in the dressing room at Miss Collegiate Indie what your social impact initiative, I was, like, Perfect. That is so good. So tell everyone what your social impact initiative is. So my social impact is Play Like a Girl. And the full name is actually Play Like a Girl Fueling the Female Athlete. So I mostly focus on advocacy for uh, women in sports as well as nutrition education. And because I am a woman in STEM, uh, sprinkling that in a little bit too, because, you know, (laughs) doesn't hurt to be well-rounded. So yeah. Yeah, So how have you adapted um, this social impact initiative to social media so far because you and I are both very much social media butterflies 
and I love seeing everyone's like approach to social media, especially regarding their social impact. So kind of talk about how you've adapted yours to social media. So I really like to repost a lot of the accounts that um, kind of help encapsulate my platform. So one is the hidden opponent, which focuses on the mental health of uh, student athletes, specifically college athletes, um, because there's been a lot of mental health barriers and um, things that affect college athletes that not many people, you know, consider. And so I like to repost the graphics and the statistics that they share, as well as on my own platform, I like to uh, I do a couple things. I have Mm -hmm. mental health Mondays and uh, wellness Wednesdays and food Fridays. So I just kind of like to post my wellness tips that kind of, you know, encapsulate things that a college student and, you know, young athletes should be, um, you know, doing to take care of themselves, as well as Food Fridays, a lot of statistics regarding misconceptions with uh, women's women's health and just women's nutrition, because there is a lot of, um, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of misconceptions, and most of the time women don't receive the proper nutritional info, which leads to injury and illness later in life. So if I'm able to, you know, kind of step in and help, um, you know, break down those barriers, mm-hmm. then... I mean, that's all I would want to do. Yeah. So you said that you did gymnastics and obviously you cheer now. Were there any other sports that you kind of dabbled in that kind of helped you pick this social impact initiative or has that kind of been your track your whole life? So in high school, I actually ran cross country and track Mm. and that for me kind of opened up the, uh, along with the body standards that uh, are a part of, you know, dance and cheerleading and gymnastics yes. that a lot of people feel like they have to fit into. Um, the same barriers apply for cross country and track as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, I had a gymna- like a gymnast background. So, you know, I was told a lot of the time, like when I was running like miles and everything that it was like, oh, well, you're not, you know, small and skinny like these other cross-country runners. There's no way you'd be able to match their time, like that sort of thing. And um, also so many of my teammates having injuries and kind of pushing themselves past that breaking point um, just because, you know, we weren't fueling ourselves enough. We didn't have the information needed because, you know, your body's growing, so you have to be able to accommodate that as well and realize that, like, you need to be eating and, Mm -hmm. you know, a, a caloric intake that's appropriate and, So, you know, I got shin splints. I ended up having an iron deficiency, and Mm -hmm. that's what really stemmed it for me that, you know, we need more advocacy for female athletes because my iron was kind of, like, pushed aside. They were like, oh, well, you run cross-country. That's a normal thing. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, No, I'm 15. I shouldn't have to have an iron deficiency that I'm worried about the rest of my life, you know? Like, why are we not treating this like a bigger deal? And so then finally, like, my mom took me to another doctor who was a sports medicine doctor. And this this as well as, like, sparked my love for sports medicine Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, um, while it supported my platform, also kind of reassured me that that was, you know, the kind of route I wanted to do with my career. And um, he really listened to me and advocated for me and did a full blood panel and made sure that I got exactly what I needed to, you know, made sure I was on a meal plan, I was eating enough. And that, you know, I was like, why can't this be a normal thing? Yeah. Like, well, that, I mean, that's, I didn't know that you ran track. I mean, you seem like a, a little scurry. You look, like, <laughs> you look like you run. <laughs> Thank you. You have like the, the figure. You look, you're so in shape. It's like, oh my gosh. And it's just because you do cheerleading like all the time. So how much um, of your week is usually kind of taken up by cheerleading? 
So right now we're kind of in the off season. Uh, I have trads coming up this weekend, but normally even then I try to make sure that I'm still kind of doing some off season um, conditioning, some cross training to make sure that, you know, I'm working those muscles that I'm going to need and, but not overdoing it to where they're fatigued. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say that normally we practice two to three days a week and then it gets a little busier because we cheer uh, men's and women's basketball and we usually split up those games so when it's really busy I would have to say like anywhere between eight or ten hours like hmm. it's it's a lot <laughs> but um, so kind of talking about also like your college experience and cheerleading and stuff like that let's kind of talk about service a little bit more so you are in a sorority so tell everyone what sorority you're in I'm in Alpha Chi Omega Slay <laughs> um so obviously you've done a lot of community service through your um sorority and also through your social impact initiative so if you had to pick out of all of the stuff that you've done what project are you the most proud of or which one did you enjoy being a part of the most So I do love what my sorority stands for since we, um, our philanthropy is domestic violence awareness and sexual assault awareness. And I think that for, um, advocating for this on like a college campus is especially important because a lot of, a lot of things go unsaid and it seem like they're the norm when they, they really aren't. And so, you know, um, giving that education about healthy relationships and what that looks like and, you know, having the resources for people to realize, you know, when they're in an unhealthy situation and um, how to get out of that situation is really important to me. So, and just obviously I grew up being an athlete and so Mm -hmm. I know like kind of what, um, you know, the general things and being able to advocate and be, you know, the sort of person that I wish that I had when I was younger um, in the sports world I obviously is near and dear to my heart but I do think that there is an importance when it comes to advocating for domestic violence awareness as well because you know you don't really know that you're in the situation until you're in it and then once you're out of it and you realize the signs being able to tell it to other people and you know be there for um, those that kind of meet this sort of stigma I think, especially in our society now, and it's like college women, um, Mm -hmm. and with the importance of the Me Too movement, there was a lot of people that, you know, were like, oh, she's doing this for attention, da-da-da-da-da, this didn't happen, she just wants to tear this person down. Um, I think that it's, you know, important to make sure that we're still raising our voices about these important issues, because, you know, we're, women, (laughs) (laughs) women have, you know, a lot of, you know, things that, you know, feel like they can't come to the table about. And I feel like this is one that we need to keep pushing on. So absolutely. And I love seeing your posts from being in a sorority because here at UND, we don't have Greek life. So I kind of like live through other people's Greek life experiences. And you I feel like IUPUI, the way that I see how they kind of address Greek life and how their sororities and fraternities are set up is like it's such a like a welcoming environment. I mean, because you're in the middle of downtown. So kind of how does like the sorority house, how is that kind of going? So at IUPUI, we actually don't have sorority houses. There are some fraternities that have um, unofficial houses that they uh, kind of have their meetings and everything in. So for our meetings, we have them in our campus center. And honestly, well, part of me is like, oh, I want to have that normal sorority experience living in the house and everything. I think that I'm kind of happy that we don't because <laughs> then we're able, well, one, dues would be crazy. They'd be mm-hmm. expensive. But um, 
no hate to anybody that does have a that they yeah. do live in the sorority house beautiful they're amazing but um it is kind of nice being able to have our meetings you know in our campus center and most of the time we all have uh all of the chapters have um our chapter meetings at the same time or at least the same day mm-hmm. so we're able to kind of see each other like in and out even if we're not in the same chapter and i think part of it too is that the Greek life on IUPUI's campus is a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that makes it more intimate. And so you're able to get to know, you know, the people that are in your chapter as well as in other organizations as well and supporting each other's philanthropy events and, um, mm-hmm. you know, other, you know, sort of fun events that are going on, on campus really makes it a tight knit community. Yeah. And I saw the one thing that you guys just did. This was not just exclusive to the greek life at ipui it was the jagathon your guys's dance marathon there's actually a really funny picture of Lacey, like in full purple just <laughs> busting out dance moves on the stage so how was your guys's um dance marathon i wasn't able to do the one here at und but i'd love to hear about your experience with that because that is like a big service project a lot of people are part of the Riley Dance Marathon, whether that's high school or at the collegiate level, and everybody does, there's kind of different. So kind of talk about your part in putting on Jagathon. Yeah, so I was involved in Riley Dance Marathon when I was in high school um, to an extent. And then when I got to college, I was like, oh, well, I was involved in this in high school. You know, let me get involved in college. And I actually ended up joining our morale committee my freshman year. And so our Jagathon that year was virtual and so there wasn't really a lot that we could do as just committee members and so it was still an amazing experience but nothing compares to the in-person experience (laughs) that we had this year it was amazing and um, I was a part of the color war captain teams and so I actually was able to lead a bunch of our student organizations in these games that we had throughout the whole night and it was super fun because I got to know you know other people that were in you know nursing school um, other sororities and fraternities you know uh, we also had like our school of science school of philanthropy like all of mm-hmm. the different schools that are at IUPUI uh, make teams as well so getting to know those people um, it was it was amazing <laughs> I can't even describe how how just fun it was. And let me guess, you led Team Purple. Yes. <laughs> and it was funny, too, because um, with – so my sorority was actually underneath my color team. And at first, they were going to, like, switch us up because they were like, oh, well, like, you know, if – you we don't really want you being with, like, your own sorority because, mm-hmm. you know, then it might Meet seem, different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to switch it up a little bit. And so then when we got down to – I think it was, like, a week before that they announced color teams. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm with my sorority. And – and it was just so funny that we were purple, too, because, you know, the uh, color for the ribbon for domestic violence awareness is actually purple. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of having everything kind of come full circle, <laughs> like being involved in Jagathon, being with my sorority. Um, it was just amazing. And I also was able to lead the um, we had a morale mix. It was an eight minute mix and we broke it down throughout the entire event. So it was super tiring. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but it was just amazing. And it really kept me going throughout the event just like seeing everybody share their love for dance mm-hmm. and you know everybody kind of put their own twists on our different moves and everything and just being up there dancing with my fellow morallers was amazing yeah. too that's what we call ourselves morallers but oh <laughs> uh, yeah and oh my gosh just I love all the stuff that you do but do you have any big like service projects or things with your sorority that are coming up like a drive or something where you're collecting anything you want to promote so that the listeners can help you out 
So as of right now, I the first thing that comes to mind is yesterday was Denim Day. Mm-hmm. So we had a crowd change link for that, and um, part of our proceeds goes to our national philanthropy as well as to the Coburn Place, which is a safe haven for women in Indianapolis. And we also uh, try to volunteer there at least four times a semester just because, I mean, it is near and dear to our hearts and being able to connect with the women that are um, taking, uh, you know, kind of having their place um, in that organization is just amazing. And uh, I'm trying to think of something else regarding my platform. So I plan on hosting a workshop sometime soon. Yeah, I want to kind of have some female athletes come in and talk about their experience and, you know, their journey with getting to the level that they're at, as well as, you know, what they've had to learn Uh, as far as nutrition advocacy and Mm -hmm. any advice that they have to, you know, female athletes, um, you know, that they can take with them as they go through their journey. Yeah, that's awesome. And we'll, we'll plug your social media later, but I guess that's probably where any information about that will go. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick (laughs) break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about success and scholarship with Miss Lacey Freeman. Welcome back to the Four Points Podcast. I am joined today by Miss Collegiate Indy, Lacey Freeman. Hello. And now it is time to talk about success and scholarship. Now, obviously, Lacey, you have a lot to talk about with success. You competed in three different circuits now. And with Miss America, you got crowned on your first time. So clearly you're doing something right. So kind of talk about um, the differences between your success with a Miss America and how that translates like with the fair queen and just kind of things like that. Yeah, I think that I was able to take my experiences from being in the two other circuits and apply it to, um, you know, my time in the Miss America organization. Um, I think that the interview process was a little bit different because obviously I've never, I had never been in front of so many judges at once, (laughs) like usually before for the fair. um, We, the way that my county does it is you meet with one judge at a time and you meet with that judge for five minutes and then you switch. And so it's kind of a more intimate conversation versus the other judges kind of feeding off of each other when it comes to questions. But nevertheless, I was able to, you know, kind of use that past experience and apply it to my interview for Collegiate Indy. So, yeah. So you talk about like the interview process. What is like the funniest question you've ever gotten in an interview? Because I've got some weird ones. Is there one that sticks out as like the weirdest question you've ever got? Hmm. I would have to say that actually Collegiate Indy, I got like It was a, a funky one. I got a funny one because the there was one judge in particular that kind of kept grilling me about, you know, why are you so passionate about female athletes. I know exactly why. which judge it is yes. too because they were grilling me too yeah. about Peter in schools. Yeah, they were uh, really grilling me about it as well as, you know, how does what you're studying, like, I, because I'm a neuroscience major and I'm getting a um, certification in nutrition. And mm-hmm. so they were like, how does that go together? Like, what will that do for you? And I was like talking about how, like, if I'm wanting to go into sports medicine, like that kind of encompasses the whole athlete you know and so it was just kind of funny that they were grilling me about that the whole time and then as I was leaving the room uh, one of the judges lifted his hat and he actually had a scar he had major brain surgery and so that was a really kind of introspective moment for me and that was like wow that's why he was grilling me about it because I could be somebody's future doctor they want to know why yeah they want to know why I'm so passionate about this and you know what do I have to offer so that was definitely a kind of kumbaya (laughs) moment no I know when I think like weird questions I I've gotten some of the I don't want to say dumb because no question is ever dumb but it's just like 
what yeah i mm-hmm. and in the miss collegiate indie interview i got asked to provide sports color commentary on an aspect of a pageant oh i remember you saying that in the dressing room <laughs> and i was like I How like do your you funny words, magic man. <laughs> I know. And then another one, they, sometimes they ask you like an opening question. So you like let your guard down. And at, um, I was talking about it with Alyssa at Spirit of Indiana. It was like, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? And I was like, sea lion. But it's, yeah, I feel like there are those judges who like can sense like the tenseness. And yeah. Like, Wait, let's boo. go back to sea lion. Why is that perfect? Why? Like, why because so and I, I said this in episode two of the podcast. I think I went to San Francisco when I was a sophomore in high school and it was part of like a whole West Coast trip that was phenomenal. And when we got to San Francisco, there is a pier that's in the San Francisco Bay. And there are a ton of sea lions that live in the San Francisco Bay and they put barges out in the water so they can lay on these barges and they just like bathe in the sun and they don't like people in their personal space so they like get in barking matches at each other and then they just go swim and I would love to live that life (laughs) (laughs) that was my explanation and they loved it I mean I won so I guess they really liked that answer I mean that's a winning answer that's a winning answer (laughs) isn't it I mean it's great so at Collegiate Indy obviously winning was a huge accomplishment but coming out of collegiate indie and going back to school and doing all these things at school what like achievements have you gained after the fact so whether that be like awards for like education awards in your sorority just recognitions other things that have come from that so there definitely was a lot of recognition from my sorority and that really made it amazing for me because you know i had i felt like i had such a great support system And so I currently serve as our vice president of recruitment for my sorority. And so I feel like after Collegiate Indy, I was kind of able to um, not like showcase my sorority, but like a little bit. Like Uh I was able to talk like so much about them. And then like now I I actually have a post planned coming up. So a little dealio, but (laughs) talking about like my experience being vice president of my sorority and, you know, what experiences I've had holding an exec position in that and how you know, those in pageantry have kind of like correlated. So I definitely think that my sorority has has been my biggest cheerleaders, as well as I feel like I've been able to make connections within my university. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually have been speaking about somebody uh, sponsoring me for Miss Indiana and then kind of being in the ads and everything, which is crazy because I'm like, this is literally my university. There's like, I don't know how many people are IEPY, like 40,000, I guess, if you count commuters. So, well, we have a lot of commuters, so that's why. Yeah, but, that's um, how we are here, too. It's yeah. like, dang, I forget how big some I know, and so I'm like, that is crazy that they're literally like, yeah, we'll sponsor you for this <laughs> and everything. So I'm, it's, it's, been a, it's been a crazy experience. It's been amazing. Yeah, so outside of your accomplishments in the Miss America organization, in the Fair Queen one, and obviously your one time at Miss Indiana Teen USA, what do you think has been your biggest accomplishment just overall? I would have to say that... It kind of depends because I have one that's kind of school related and okay. then one that's kind of sports related. Let's hear them both. So I was able to, I've been on the dean's list every semester for my um, for my major and it's been kind of hard <laughs> to yeah, stay on that because obviously my class load, um, my credit hours as well as, you know, the um, rigorous Mm-hmm. The rigor of the classes has And then increased. your cheer schedule, too, on Yeah, top of and that. It, that's also, like, picked up and everything. Um, so I'm kind of proud of myself for that because I just have made that a goal for myself every semester. And I think that kind of shows that, like, obviously I love cheerleading and everything that goes along with that. But there's so much more to me than just, you know, the sports that I do or the organizations I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. Like, school is one of my fundamental um, 
one of my fundamental things that I care about. So. Yeah. And then your accomplishment for sports? Oh, yeah. So um, my freshman year, we didn't really have a season for cheer. And so I did an all-star team at JPAC Radiance. And so we were a first-time level seven team. And which, if you know anything about cheerleading, mm-hmm. it's um, kind of like correlates with the same level as like what colleges would do at UCA or um, what's the other one? UCA... N- NCA? NCA. I don't know why I was blanking. Yeah, I love cheerleading. National, don't know why I blanked on that. Cheer yes. Yeah. And NCA. Sorry. Obviously, I'm a UCA girl. So, <laughs> but um, I think that that uh, was just kind of an accomplishment itself. Like kind of everybody coming together and coming out of the woodwork too, just to <laughs> throw this team together and kind of see where we went. And we actually were able to go to Worlds and oh. we uh, placed third. So we got, we were you bronze. Got, you yeah. got a globe. Yeah, we got a globe and I was so excited. I never got to compete at Worlds, but like I love seeing everyone who goes to like Summit and Worlds because the trophies are really cool. Like yeah. the globes, dude, those are crazy. Is yeah. it heavy? I have to ask. It honestly is kind of heavy. Like we all took pictures with it afterwards and I was so scared that I was going to be the one to drop it and break it because like I mean they obviously probably would have had replacements and everything but I mean I I don't know I I just was so scared that I was going to be the one to just mess it up but yeah so I literally we would transfer like we would have four hands on it and then literally only take hands off whenever everybody was doing their individual pictures because we all were so scared but yeah it, it was an amazing experience because you know it's one of those things that you kind of like dream of as like a younger child in like dance and cheer like you're like oh wow I'd love to do that and to be able to like experience that um and really take it all in as an adult was Mm -hmm. even crazier too and you know being there with my best friends and we really had no expectations for ourselves too we were just in there to for the experience (laughs) and so yeah and so coming out of it with a globe just you know encapsulated the whole thing and just kind of made it you know worth our while yeah, so piggybacking off of success, let's talk about scholarship. So you go to IUPUI, so tell everyone how you got to IUPUI, a little bit more about what you're studying and how your education journey looks. So I chose IUPUI because of the um, all of the opportunities that Indianapolis has to offer. I am a neuroscience and psychology double major and wanting to get a certification in nutrition and I am on the pre-med concentration. So my end goal is to go to medical school and obviously there's medical school in Indianapolis. <laughs> and so um, I kind of have some opportunities that I want to experience um, during my undergrad that have to do with the medical school, such as research opportunities. So I've applied for one for this summer. So, so crossing we'll see. our fingers. Hopefully, we'll yeah, cr- crossing our fingers. <laughs> that would be amazing as an undergrad to be a part of that. Um, so yeah, and IUPUI was able to give me a uh, pretty decent scholarship as well. Um, so that was a big reason for it too, because you know. Who doesn't love some good scholarship money? <laughs> yeah. So obvi- I talked to a lot of people about like what you want to do with the scholarship money. And besides Kayla, who's in a graduate program, you were the first undergrad that I have had on the podcast. So where's your scholarship money going? Towards my undergrad. <laughs> Towards my tuition. Yes. No, I'm exactly the same. I chose a private school, unfortunately. Yes, yeah. So I think that the scholarship part of this organization is like sometimes that's like the last thing people think about but it's like the miss america scholarship organization yeah the whole point is to fund women's education Mm -hmm. and people like forget that which is so strange um so 
indirect scholarship kind of how has your experience so far in Miss America kind of prompted you to try and go for other scholarly achievements so like you mentioned you're trying to get into a research program so what parts of the Miss America organization have kind of helped you prepare for going into these jobs and things like that so definitely confidence is a key aspect because because of the Miss America organization I've become more confident in my abilities and kind of what I stand for so I think that you know on my resume and you know if I move on to the interview round for the research program I will go into it fully, you know, I'm not going to be nervous. This is what I want to do. And here's who I am. Mm -hmm. So I think that Miss America organization has definitely helped in that aspect, as well as when it comes to applying for medical school, that is a rigorous, um, it's a rigorous journey. So, (laughs) you know, being able to have these experiences and even just being able to put them on my resume, like, hey, I competed at Miss Indiana and I was able to do this during my undergrad and I was able to do this with my platform, Mm -hmm. just that kind of thing to kind of showcase um, you know, all that I am. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So all of us get in this organization with the dream of being Miss America, but outside of that dream that all of us have, what is your dream job? So I want to be a sports medicine physician. I think that, you know, there's not very many women that are in sports medicine alone, let alone, uh, you know, there's very few women's doctors <laughs> mm-hmm. compared to, uh, you know, male. It's definitely a male-dominated field. So that in itself is what I want to be a part of as well as – so I've always kind of had a dream of being like an orthopedic surgeon as well too. Ooh. So we'll see about that. But sports <laughs> medicine has definitely, you know, been part of part of my dream for a while, especially with my past experiences mm-hmm. with sports medicine doctors. Um, yeah, that's – That's what I want to do. Yeah. So, Lacey, it's so fun sitting and talking to you, but we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, both Lacey and I have never been to Miss Indiana before. So we're going to kind of talk about what we're looking forward to and just our expectations for Miss Indiana coming up. Welcome back to the final segment of the Four Points podcast. I am joined by Miss Kalita Indy, Lacey Freeman. And we are going to talk about Miss Indiana Week. Now, both of us have not been to Miss Indiana before, which thinking about Miss Indiana right now makes me kind of want to throw up a little bit. I am extremely nervous. Um, But how are you feeling in terms of like your preparation? How prepared do you feel? Kind of what are your thoughts at this point with kickoff just being a couple days away? I think that there's just so much unknown (laughs) because obviously I haven't been a part of such, you know, such an event as yeah. such. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the first thing that I heard when there was Miss Indiana week, I was like, week? Oh, okay. Oh. So we don't just like go in there and then we're done. Nope, it's a whole week. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then kind of talking more about it with my directors and everything, it made me really excited for kind of what goes on during mm-hmm. Miss Indiana week. Like, you know, all of the luncheons, the service opportunities that we're able to. Yeah, the parade, too. Can't forget about the parade. Um, Yeah, and this year I'll be able to have a princess, Mm -hmm. so that'll be super exciting. I'm actually taking my uh, gymnastics coach's daughter because (gasps) she has always, like, been so obsessed with you know my dresses and crowns and everything as I've done pageants That's so sweet. and there's actually a picture of her and I at my graduation party where <gasps> I put my um my crown from when I was Monroe County Princess on her and her eyes just like lit up and oh so I gosh. know as soon as I won Collegiate Indy and I talked to my um directors about you know what all goes into Miss Indiana week and they said well if you have a princess she'll be in the parade and I was like can it just be anyone like can we just ask somebody and they were like 
yeah and i was like okay because i already have somebody lined up so. oh my gosh no i'm gonna have to see this picture this one this one's going on the website you better send it to yeah me i will for sure <laughs> okay so obviously you've kind of talked about things you're looking forward to but if you had to pick one thing i mean outside of the competition because that's what a lot of us are looking forward to but what part of the week are you looking forward to the most I'm looking forward to, well, I don't know every single event that we're going to yet, mm-hmm. and we'll kind of get more of a gauge of that at kickoff. I do um, know that I will be really excited for when we are with the kids at bo- the Boys and Girls Club because mm-hmm. that is actually one of the um, one of the big aspects of my platform is partnering with organizations like Boys and Girls Club, Girls Inc., YMCA. So that'll just be right up my alley and I'll just be so excited to, you know, play games and do all the activities with the kids. Speaking of kickoff, how excited are you? I mean, Bolathon. Bolathon, let's go. Do you do you know what you're going to dress up as yet? So, I'm not for sure what I'm dressing up as. So, I'm actually going to be on a team with my boyfriend and his roommate. <laughs> And they uh, they they both wrestle at Purdue, oh. and so I'm kind of wanting to see what they're gonna come up with. They're kind of wanting to do like a superhero theme. Oh, that's so fun. It, it will be fun. So, and I have a um, Wonder Woman costume that I wore at um, for Jagathon for mm-hmm. one of the theme hours that we had. So I'm I'm fine with it, but I'm I'm kind of trying to narrow it down because it's coming up. It's soon. coming up. But it's like what three I, days away now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy that it's really snuck up on us, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at Miss Indian Week, outside of all the fun stuff that happens, let's focus on the competition aspect. What aspect of competition do you feel most confident in going into the week? So I feel hmm, this is kind of hard because originally, if you were to ask me as soon as I won Collegiate Indy, I would have said talent because Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm comfortable being on stage and performing. um, But as I've done more prep work for Miss Indiana, I definitely think I'm more solidified in my platform as mm. well as the on-stage question portion. Ooh. I think that I'm able to think uh, on my feet faster now than when I first won my title. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is a portion that I'm super excited to share. You need to share your tips for on-stage question because that is the part that I am so worried about. Interview, fine. On-stage question, no. <laughs> I think that part of it too is I kind of approach it the same way that you do the interview Mm -hmm. like and obviously Madeline you're amazing at speaking like you (laughs) you're great so I think that just kind of you know just because you're in front of like a whole audience doesn't mean that it's any different that you know the conversation that you're having is any different with the judge and that's Mm -hmm. that's simply put too is it's it's a conversation so it's you know kind of replying authentically is the Mm -hmm. best way that I can put it. Well, thank goodness this is recorded. I'm going to keep this in my pocket. I'm just (laughs) going to replay this all the time. Um, So looking at Miss Miss Indiana week, um, what do you think is your biggest goal going into the week? And if you have to, like, I don't want to say settle because we're not settling for anything. I mean, we are qualified enough to be at Miss Indiana. But if there was like the low bar for yourself and the high bar, what are those? I would definitely say that... My goal would to be there on finals night, regardless of what that looks like, whether that's top 11 or so on and so forth. I think that that would just be an amazing, you know, cherry on top of the entire week. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of we discussed this a little bit off air, too, that, you know, getting a scholarship of some sort Mm -hmm. um, outside of, you know, the incentives that come along with the finalist awards um, would be amazing. So Hallie, uh, she was the previous Miss Collegiate Indy, actually. And she's a doll. Yeah, so sweet. she is. Oh, my gosh. She uh, won the Joy of Life scholarship mm-hmm. uh, 
when she went to Miss Indiana. And so kind of getting her tips and tricks um, for that is, you know, priceless. So I think that – and she really has helped me to, to be more confident in applying for scholarships because she's like, it doesn't hurt to apply. So you might as well, you know, give it your best shot, and I'm here to help you. So <laughs> the memories made is – you know, cliche, like it's a, it's a cool opportunity to be with so many women, um, standing for one organization. But I think that beside that is, you know, the interview practice and, you know, the opportunity to showcase yourself on that stage is, I mean, not many people can say that they've done that. Mm -hmm. So being able to add that to my resume and take that with me in my future endeavors would be amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love hearing everybody's perspective on Miss Indiana Week because so far on the podcast, I was telling you, I haven't had anybody who's been to Miss Indiana mm -hmm. before. All of us are going into it for the first time and everyone's insight is so different and everyone has different goals for themselves. And it's really, really interesting to just see how everyone feels um, and what everyone's thinking going into it because everyone's different. All of our experiences thus far have been different. Um, and I'm just so excited to see all of these first time people take the stage, which I mean, obviously, this organization is growing. We're seeing a lot of different types of, of title holders kind of take the stage and stuff. So, Lacey, we are out of time, which is so sad because you were so fun to talk to. But we were talking about how you're promoting stuff on social media earlier. So would you like to tell everyone where to find you on social media? Yeah, actually. So Instagram, you can find me at Miss Indiana underscore Miss Collegiate Indy. The same goes for on Facebook as well. So if you want to, you know, <laughs> follow me on the gram and, you know, drop a like on Facebook, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. And do you want to go ahead and plug your personal Instagram or maybe the one for your sorority as well? Yeah. So my personal Instagram is Lacey, L-A-C-E-E -E underscore Freeman. <laughs> uh, different different spellings for Lacey so and then my sorority is uh AXO underscore at underscore IEPY cute all right well Lacey thank you so much for being here today and thank you to all of you for listening you know I couldn't do this without you and make sure you stick around for next episode I have another queen lined up and she is spectacular